Welcome to Critical Value, the podcast from the Urban Institute that explores issues of significance for research, policy, and people. I'm your host, Justin Milner. Today's episode, we're going to look at school leadership and specifically school principals. Do you remember your school principal? Were they supportive or aloof? Did they give fiery speeches like Morgan Freeman in the 1989 classic, Lean on Me? Here's what I want you to do. When you find your minds wandering, I want you to knuckle back down and concentrate. Concentrate. Remember what's at stake and show them what Eastside High is all about. A spirit that will not die. Well, maybe principals play an outsized role in giving pep talks in movies, but in many ways they have an undersized role in our collective thinking about how to drive impact in education. A lot of the conversations around improving education outcomes center on the effectiveness of teachers, which makes sense because teachers are obviously central to kids' education. But how important are the other key school leaders when it comes to shaping the direction and success of students? On today's podcast, we're going to take a closer look at principals, who they are, how their role running schools has changed, and how they can be as effective as possible. And as part of being effective leaders, we'll look at how principals can help drive equity in our education system as well. Let's kick this off with our expert guide. I'm Constance Lindsay. I'm an assistant professor in the School of Education at UNC Chapel Hill, and I'm affiliated with the Center on Education, Data and Policy at the Urban Institute. Constance has been an education researcher for some time. Most of my work recently has really focused on the sort of teacher, educator, human capital pipeline, particularly relevant for today's conversation, I've been thinking a lot about leadership. So principals and the folks who run schools and how they fit into this whole ecosystem. Earlier this year, Constance and a couple of colleagues published a report looking at the connection between school leadership and school achievement and other outcomes. It built on a study published back in 2004 that helped establish the importance of school principals and successful leadership. So they came out in 2018 and they said, we need to update this because lots of things have changed in the education space. So from a policy perspective, No Child Left Behind had happened. From a data perspective, we have these huge longitudinal data sets that we can now analyze. And then the world has changed. The public school student body is now much more diverse. And so they were interested in sort of updating that previous work and looking at what studies have come out since 2004. In this new report, Constance and team asked a few big questions. First off, what does a universe of public school principals look like? To figure this out, they looked at nationally representative data from the Department of Education over the last 30 plus years and found three key changes. One, we now have way more principals who are women. They usually have historically been mostly men. And then now they're about 50% women. Two, principals' levels of experience has actually gone down. In 1989, public school principals averaged about 10 years of principal experience. By 2016, that had dropped to seven years. Principal experience has been falling over time, both in terms of their career and their tenure at particular schools. That experience has gone down the most at what we call high-need schools. So those are going to be schools that are largely students of color and or largely students who qualify for free and reduced price lunch. 
Three, there have been significant demographic changes in public schools at the student and principal levels. Demographically, the public school student body has changed. The biggest thing I would say that's happened is that in fall of 2016, the public school student body became majority students of color. The share of students identifying as white fell from 75% in 1988 to 53% in 2016, while the share of Hispanics, Latinx students more than doubled from 9 to 23%. And the number of principals of color have also increased, but they're not nearly representative of the student population. We find that though the numbers of diverse principals has grown, there's still gaps in representation between principals and students that are in particular most stark for Latinx principals. There's also gaps for Black students and Black principals. The share of Hispanic principals increased from 3% in 1988 to 8% in 2016, and the share of Black principals increased from 9 to 11% over the same time frame. Now we have a sense of what the pool of principals looks like. The next big question Constance and team tackled was around impact. How much do principals contribute to student achievement and other school outcomes? Replacing a below average teacher with an above average teacher increases the average student's achievement by about four months of learning. That same estimate at the principal level is about three months of learning, but also with that understanding that principals just impact a lot more kids. Whereas the average size classroom is about 21 students, that would be the teacher's effect. The average size school is about 483 students. These are effects that are large in scope. Effective principals don't make quite the same impact as effective teachers, but they touch the lives and potentially impact the trajectories of many more children. We found that increasing principal effectiveness by one standard deviation results in relatively large achievement increases. The teachers have dominated the policy discussion and thinking about an effective teacher and what does that mean. And so we basically are able to show that having an effective principal is just as important. But also when you think about the numbers of students that principals impact, it's definitely an area where, from a policymaking perspective, if you have an effective principal, you can achieve a great deal of change. This is an important insight, one that echoes the insights of other education leaders. Here's Michelle Shannon, Executive Vice President of Client Services at the Leadership Academy in New York City, an organization founded by New York City's Department of Education to boost the educational leadership pipeline in the city's public schools. While I believe in teachers 100 percent and know the power of the teacher and the impact that the teacher has, in this day and age, you need leadership. You need someone who is helping to steer the group of people towards a vision, towards a goal. The principal is impacting all of the students by the way they create a culture and climate that is supportive and affirming and respectful of families, of the community, of the students, and of the teachers. One way of steering towards that goal means principals need to hire, retain, develop, and encourage teachers and create the best possible conditions for teaching and learning. Here's Constance. It's the principal's sort of decision to figure out who's going to end up in a particular classroom. At this point, we have a now very long body of research that shows that, in particular for students of color, having a same-race teacher can have positive impacts on a host of outcomes, both short-term and long-term. Things like discipline, absences, expectations. As the hiring manager, I guess you can think about it like that, the principal really has a significant role to play. Michelle agrees. 
You're thinking about how you match teachers with students, assigning the most effective teacher to the students who need the most. Are you giving that teacher what they think of as like the cushy position teaching the high honors class? In learning that principles can really matter, Constance and team then looked at the natural follow-up question. What are the characteristics, skills, and behaviors of effective principles? Let's look back at what the earlier report from 2004 had to say about this. So the biggest takeaway from that report was really a focus on instruction, the principal as the instructional leader. The definition of principal as an instructional leader is someone who really focuses on helping teachers to drive their instructional practice. So whether it's through things like observations, helping them to pick curriculum, that sort of thing. So really sort of as the manager of the teacher, as someone who does the instruction. Instructional leadership is really being heavily involved with what are our school goals for student achievement? How do we map out how to get there? How are we using data to inform our decision-making processes for scheduling and day-to-day instruction? So we're always looking at formatively assessing students every day. Did they understand what we taught that day? How do we need to adjust for the next day? and helping the teachers understand that framework in a more scientific way. That's Karenza Wing, principal at Collins Hill High School, located in a suburb outside of Atlanta. I have been principal here for seven years, and it's my 31st year in education and my 22nd year here at Collins Hill High School. I'm one of the original faculty members, came in as the head girls basketball coach and a history teacher. It's always an adventure opening a new school, This was a great opportunity for me. I was the head coach for about four or five years and then decided to start a family and step back from the head coaching role and just taught for a while. We started in 1994 and I was here till 2010. And then I was asked to start a new school as a new principal. And I came back to Collins Hill in 2014. Both Carenza and Constance say the role of the principal has broadened. Being a great principal is about more than just being an instructional leader. In terms of skills, Instruction is one piece of that, but we also talk about people skills and organizational skills. Whereas before you would just think about instruction as principals supporting teachers, now we're also thinking about other things like developing trust in the school as sort of a people skill, and then organizational skills that are just like the management things that transcend schools. So things like being able to know how to use data, how to think about resource allocation. Carenza says at Collins Hill, it's critical to foster a culture of learning and collaboration. An effective principal needs to be collaborative. This is not a job you can do on your own. You have to definitely take a team approach and you have to seek out input and voices from different stakeholders. So when I'm making a decision, I'm not making it in isolation. Working closely with my local school council, my PTSA, my student council, my teacher leadership groups really making sure that there's time scheduled on a regular basis with all of those groups as we are working on whatever our focus is for the year and making sure they're all involved and have a voice in that. Michelle at the Leadership Academy agrees. The principal also has to work collaboratively with all the other people in their building and really share that leadership. And not just with the adults, but also, and especially as students get older, share that leadership with young people as well. What voices, how do we make sure we're hearing from our students and know what's working for them and know what's not? 
And effective principals foster a welcoming and safe school environment. You think about school climate, you could think about it as being school culture or just thinking about the non-tangible things that make school a positive experience for folks. Things like interpersonal trust, developing that, school safety, making sure that there's a safe school environment, both physically and then also making sure that people feel safe and they feel connected to the community. There's also the opportunity to work in communication with students' families to make sure that parents are engaged. And so culture, I think, just sort of captures some of the, not direct activities, but the aspects of leadership that make the school a functioning place. A great principle adds on to student learning outcomes in a significant way. And a not great principle doesn't. You can have these individual teachers who are working really hard and doing amazing things in their classroom with their individual students. The principal is impacting all of the students by the way they create a culture and climate that is supportive and affirming and respectful of families, of the community, of the students and of the teachers. It's still important to be an organized, detail-oriented manager as well. The last area of behaviors are managing personnel and resources strategically. In most places, principals do the hiring. They also do the budgeting. It's sort of up to the principal to do the business of the school. You still have to manage all your processes and be detail-oriented because there's a lot of things that you're juggling on a daily basis and you shift from one thing to the other really quickly. You have to be able to manage resources people, time, space, your facilities. You have to be able to make sure that the building is safe for all students and create that sense of belonging. When students walk in, do they see themselves on the walls? Are they inspired and excited to be there or dreading it? An increasingly critical component of effective school leadership is greater attention to equity. So what does that look like? Michelle says, first and foremost, an equity-minded principal is aware of who they are and where they came from. They know the ways in which they have privilege in the world, the ways in which they've been maybe marginalized in the world, and they know how those factors all impact what they see. They're aware of their biases, their assumptions, and their beliefs. And they spend time working on this awareness every day in every interaction, in every decision that you're making. How can I make this better, more equitable, more inclusive, and create a sense of belonging for all adults and students in my care? Education doesn't look the same for everyone in this country. Who you are and where you live, it determines what you're exposed to. It wasn't until I got to college, actually, when... I realized that I wasn't really prepared for college. On my first day in math class, I was sitting there and the professor said, okay, we're going to review some high school math. And he started reviewing calculus. And I had never seen a single day of calculus. No one had ever even asked me anything about wanting to take calculus. I hadn't even been exposed to the same content that the other students sitting in the class had. And that's really the beginning of my passion and commitment to educational equity. 
Constance says principals can also think about direct and indirect actions that focus on equity. Something like pursuing equity in student discipline. We know that there are these huge gaps in discipline by race. And so an equity-minded principal would be able to look at his or her own data for her school and figure out where the gaps are coming from, how the gaps are working, and then maybe thinking about implementing particular practices or policies that might be able to sort of close those gaps. And then there's other things, working with teachers to support them in delivering responsive pedagogies is an important thing. Just straight up hiring greater numbers of teachers of color and making sure that they have the opportunities to, they themselves, get on pipelines to become leaders. And then making sure that you're engaged with students and families. There's lots of ways in which all of those skills and behaviors could have an equity component. And every school is different. You have to consider things like English language learner status, immigrant status. Depending on the community that you're in, the principal has to be very adept at sort of recognizing the needs of the students who they're serving. If you're thinking about training and selecting a principal who is equity-minded, you need somebody who's going to be able to have skills to sort of adapt to the population that they're trying to serve. You have a sense of what is being asked now of principals. In order to make sure as many principals as possible reach that level of effectiveness, Constance says there needs to be prep for a high-quality principal workforce. Thinking about cultivating, selecting, preparing, and supporting this high-quality principal workforce probably is going to take an overhaul of how we get principals, how we train them, how we think about them. So things like pipeline programs, where you can just get bang for your buck in creating high-quality principals. And then finally, we continue to talk about the reorientation towards educational equity. You know, having that equity lens, working with the increasingly diverse set of students, and then also just within the principalship itself, making that folks from diverse backgrounds have the opportunity to become a leader if they'd like to be. So that means giving them the supports they need along the way in their career to become a principal. We'll close with some key takeaways. Here are three things to remember. One, principals, when they are effective, can be almost as impactful as teachers with the added benefit that they can change the trajectories of even more kids across an entire school population. Two, beyond just managing staff and resources, effective principals have to do a lot. They are instructional leaders who build a productive school climate and facilitate collaboration and much, much more. And three, principals increasingly need to develop an equity lens in their work particularly as they are called on to meet the needs of growing numbers of diverse students. So that's our show. Big, big thank yous to Constance Lindsay, Karenza Wing. You can go to the show notes to see links to their work and their organizations. Huge thanks also to producers Jacinth Jones and Katie Smith. And thanks as always to our sound editor, Riley Byrne from Podigy.co. That's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O. If you have a minute, please hit us up with a rating on iTunes or even leave a review. We love to read those and we always appreciate the support. Our theme music is by Moby. For everyone on the Critical Value team and on behalf of my two kids that continue to be co-producers. If I were a principal, I would be nice and I would work hard. If I was a principal, I would be kind to people and be nice and respect people and work hard to get money. Thank you for listening.